Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for December 9th, 2021. I bring you the word of God on a daily basis, and I give it to you in a way that you can see, hear, and understand. And I give it to you in a way that you can apply to your daily life so that you can become the man and the woman that God has called you to be for such a time as this. For weeks now, I've been teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. Actually, 11 weeks now. So 11 weeks we've been in this series. I trust that it's been a blessing to you. You can withstand. You can overcome anything, no matter what comes your way. Boom, you have the strength to withstand it. And then you can stand, having done all to stand, and then you can overcome it. You go forward, it's forward ever, backward never. The best is yet to come. I trust that this series has been a blessing to you. I trust that the Lord has spoken to you through it. And on today, I want you to open up your heart to what God is about to say. All right, so that said, let's get into the word for this morning. So this is We can Withstand and Overcome Anything, part 54. And what I've done is, uh, because I'm closing out the series tomorrow, I was praying about, okay, Lord, how do, how do you want me to close out? And then there's some things I want to share with you next week, and then that's going to be it for, for this year. And then we'll take a break, and then we'll get ready for January. So as it relates to this series, uh, what I'm going to do today and tomorrow is provide you a series recap. So this is part 54 of the overall series. This is series recap number one. So I'm going to go back to some of the things that we taught and kind of highlight a few of those, go back to them, tweak a few things, kind of share them with you this morning. And as I go over this, I just pray that it further solidifies the word of God down in your heart, that you can withstand. You can overcome anything. Bad things do happen to good people. But when that happens, the bad things doesn't have to crush you. Like, you know, God's, God is on you and in you and with you and for you. You can take it because it's God living through you. So I have six things to share with you on this morning. Before I get into those six things, I need to read the scripture to you. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1, this is the passage we've been going through for 11 weeks. This is what the Bible says. Now, it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And because of that, because we know that we have a new covenant ministry where we're filled with the Holy Ghost, on the day of Pentecost, uh, uh, when when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon men, that's when the New Testament or the New Covenant was established. So the New Covenant is all about the Holy Spirit being restored to man. And because we have this privilege of the New Covenant ministry where we have the Holy Spirit, then we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. Not going to happen. You know what we ain't going to do? We ain't going to quit, right? We are like common clay jars, verse 7, that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us. Well, what's the treasure? The treasure is the Holy Spirit. So we're carriers of the glory. We are God carriers. And we're walking around with God on the inside of us. And tonight I'm going to an, an event, a black tie event. And when I go to that event, I'm taking God with me to that event, right? We are carrying God with us into every meeting, every conversation, all the activity, every Zoom call that we jump on. God is on the inside of us and he's ready to come out. And so we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside so that the immeasurable power that emanates from our lives can be seen as God's power and not our power. Though we experience every kind of pressure. Okay, fine. We're in this world. We're going we're gonna to experience things like, like the people in this world experience. We experience every kind of pressure. But we're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but we know this. Quitting is not an option. <laughs> we're persecuted by others. 
but God has not forsaken us. Now, we may be knocked down. That's true. That We have setbacks like everybody else has setbacks. We may be knocked down, but we're never knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. But so this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies, through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we're constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. But this is so that the power of God and, and the person of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies, through our own humanity. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you when you die to self and let God go and let God do what he does through you. Oh my God. So then the Bible says we have the same spirit of faith that was described in the Old, in the old Testament, in the Old Covenant, when they said, well, first I believe, then I speak in faith. I'm going to believe what I speak, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it. Then I'm going to speak words of faith from a believing heart. Paul said, guess what? In the New Testament, we also believe, then we speak in faith. So the Bible says, so no wonder we don't give up. Why? Because we have an outer man that's gradually wearing out this physical body, but we have an inner man that's being renewed every single day. And we view our slight short-lived troubles, whatever we go through, whatever uh, troubles or challenges or problems or persecution, we view that as light work, as a small thing, because we zoom out and we look at things from heaven's perspective. We zoom out. We look at things from God's point of view. And when we do, we view that our slight short-lived troubles within the context of the light of eternity is small. It's a light work for God. And we view our difficulties as the substance. What happened to you happened for you as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison. And so, so as I go through stuff, it, I tell you what, the devil, if he knew any better, he would leave me alone. The more he messes with me, the stronger I get. The difficulties are producing for me an eternal weighty glory that is far beyond all comparison because I'm not focused on the scene. I'm focused on the unseen. I'm living off of a different reality. I'm living in two realms at the same time. I'm in the earth, but I'm also in heaven. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And I understand that I'm in two realms at the same time. And I'm bringing both realms together. I'm bringing heaven to the earth. Glory to God. Why? Because I'm a conduit, just like Jesus was. He brought heaven to the earth. He was living in two realms. I'm living in two realms. I'm living in two realities. And I'm not moved by the scene. I'm moved by the unseen. The unseen is more real to me than the scene. The scene is subject change is temporary. The unseen is eternal. And the church said, amen. All right. I have six things to share with you this morning. Man, I love reading that passage. Uh, let me share these six things with you. I want you to open up your heart to receive. As I get into these, I, I believe that these will be a blessing to you. Now, some of these you kind of heard before, but I'll tweak them a little bit and then we'll get into the word. And I believe it's going to be a blessing. You ready? I know I'm ready. Here we go. All right. Number one. We have everything we need already on the inside of us. This is this is something you got you got to realize, recognize, acknowledge. You have everything you need already on the inside of you. You have a treasure. The Bible says from God that you are the clay jar, right? You're the, you're the container. God is the con content. You're the you're not the content. You're just the container. But God is the content. But His content is in your container, right? So you're the clay jar. He's the treasure, and you're walking around. Oh my God! Before Paul talks about anything, before talks about before Paul talks about trouble on every side or overcoming challenges or everything that you're going to have to endure and overcome and all that. He says, first of all, let me be clear about something. You have a treasure in this earthen vessel. God took 
God gave you his best when he gave you his spirit and God deposited his spirit down inside of you and everything you need is already on the inside of you. And God has already stored up for you everything that you would ever need to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. All things that pertain unto life, all things that pertain unto godliness are already yours. Everything that you would ever need has already been stored up and prepared. Matter of fact, God is going to bring people into your life at just the right time. He's going to release things at just the right time. Everything Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 in your life is going to be manifested at just the right time. And so you're going to meet the people you need to meet. They're going to open doors for you that no man can close. God will cause them to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. So God has placed this treasure inside of you so that the amazing power that emanates from your life can be seen as God's power and not your power. It's all about him. God set it up this way so that you're just that you're just the container. You're, you're not the content. You're just a container, right? So when, when you know that the power of God is in you and that the power that flows from you is not from you, let me say that again. When you know that the power that flows from you is not from you, then you know that there's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do and he lives on the inside of you, right? So everything that God can do is what you can do because God lives in you. Let me say that again. Let me, let me say it for the people in the back. Listen, Everything God can do is what you can do because God lives inside of you. So if you know that God is living on the inside of you, he's the treasure. You're not the treasure. You're the container. He's the content. When you know that you have God living on the inside of you, okay, I don't have the ability. God has the ability. I don't have the power. God has the power. I don't have the strength. God has the strength. I don't have the resources. He's the source. So when I know that it's all about God and not about me, all I have to do now is yield to him. All I have to do is realize that I'm carrying God with me. If I'm ever in a situation where I don't know what to do, if I'm ever in a meeting where I don't even know how to give an answer, if I'm ever, whatever the situation is, listen, I have to stop for a moment. Let me slap myself. Realize I have God on the inside of me. Hold on. Wait a minute. When I understand that I have God on the inside of me, that the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of me, that God, God himself is living on the inside of me and that the Holy Spirit is my direct connection to the Father, that God is a spirit and the Holy Spirit is my direct connection to the Father who is a spirit and the Holy Spirit is my direct connection to heaven and I'm living in two realms at the same time and I'm both human and divine and I'm in this in the earth but I'm also in heaven and the Holy Spirit is my direct connection to heaven and the Holy Spirit can reveal to me what heaven has already prepared for me, glory to God, then now I need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because at that point, when the Holy Spirit starts to reveal things to me, now I know what's already mine. I'm not working to earn it or to deserve it. It's not by works. It's only by grace. Now I'm learning not to earn it or to strive for it, but to believe for it. My job is to believe what the Holy Spirit is releasing to me from heaven so that I can experience days of heaven on the earth. The goal is God's kingdom has come. God's will shall be done. Where? On earth. How? as it is in heaven. Oh, snap. So now I let God reveal to me his will, heaven on earth every day. This happens through the Holy Spirit. Number two, God's grace empowers you to endure and overcome every kind of pressure. Oh my God. People today are stressed out. I, I run into people all the time that are, that are you know genuinely stressed out. They feel the pressures of this world. They feel like things are caving in on them. They feel like they can't take it. They feel like they don't know what to do. Like COVID-19, ever since COVID started, things have gone crazy. Things have gone haywire. And, and right now in this world, people are losing their mental health. Like, no kidding, right? Kids will say, no cap. 
you know, people are losing their mental health. And these are people who love God, who go to church regularly, um, who have who read their Bible, you know, and all of that, who by all accounts are, are genuinely good people, but they've allowed themselves to get stressed out because they're relying on the arm of the flesh, right? And so the reason why I talk about the grace life so much is because I know how much it's transformed me. I don't stress out over stuff. I mean, there's no need to stress out. Matter of fact, when, when things don't look like what I know they should look like, I look at it and I, and I honestly, there, there was now, there was a time in my life where these things used to stress me out. But now that I know that I'm not living by the scene, I'm living by the unseen. Sometimes I look at the scene. Yeah, I check, you know, I, I, I check stuff. Hey, how is this going? I measure progress. Okay. You know, hey, this doesn't, mm, this doesn't look like what I know it's supposed to look like. So it's only a matter of time. And so now I'm not going to be moved on the inside by what's happening on the outside. No need to. I already know what God said. Now, I'm a human like everybody else. So, so do I get, you know, there are moments. I have moments like everybody has moments. So I'm going to have moments where it's like, oh, man, you know, I, I might for a few moments like, you know, like meditate on the wrong thing. But honestly, I'm quick to snap out of it. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, let me snap out of it. Why am I thinking like a mere man? I'm not a mere man. I, I'm a God man, right? You have to snap out of your humanity if you're going to live in the divinity that God placed on the inside of you. There are going to be moments where you where you delve into your humanity like everybody else because you're a human, but the, you got to snap out of that humanity like, wait a minute, why am I thinking about this? Why am I thinking about this from, from an earthly point of view? Why am I thinking like this at, about this like a mere man? I'm not a mere man. God is living on the inside of me. So when, when you understand that the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you and you start seeing things from his point of view, from God's point of view, not your point of view, then you're able to overcome every kind of pressure. Because at that point, listen, you know that it's not you, it's all about him. So no matter how much pressure you're facing, look at me, no matter how much pressure you're facing on your job, in your business, uh, with your boss, or maybe you are the boss, with your family, with your spouse, with your children, whatever pressure you're feeling, if you are really being stressed out, it's because you're relying on, on your humanity, on the arm of the flesh. You're not relying on the Holy Spirit. Because when you rely on the Holy Spirit, first of all, the Holy Spirit will remind you that you're, you already have the grace for it, that he is with you, that he's never left you, and that quitting is not an option, right? And so, so when, you, when you connect to the Holy Spirit, he will help you. This is why you can have, Paul says, you can have trouble. He goes from talking about the Holy Spirit to trouble on every side. He says, God deposited him, his spirit, his treasure down inside of you, Holy Spirit, and then he goes to trouble on every side. You can have trouble on every side and then not be troubled by your trouble because you have God on the inside. Let me say that again. You can have trouble on every side and then not bother you when you know you have God on the inside. Say amen to that. All right, number three. There are times when we ask God for less pain and he responds with more grace. <laughs> and so, so remember uh, Paul, when Paul was like, you know what? Uh, I need you to take, there's this messenger from Satan because of this great revelation that I had when you translated me to heaven. This messenger from Satan has been assigned to me to buffet me. And three times, God, I, I asked you to take this thing away. And what God said was, okay, you're asking for less pain. I can give you more pain, uh, less pain, but instead of giving you less pain, what I would rather do is just give you more grace. I don't need to take the pain away, right? I don't need to lower the pain down to your perceived level of power. I need to increase your perceived level of power to su supersede your level of pain. I want you to know that I live on the inside of you. And so there's, you have immeasurable power. 
There is no level of pain that will ever overtake your power if you perceive the power that I've already deposited on the inside of you. And so instead of bringing down the pain, I just want you to release your faith to increase the grace. The grace is already there. My grace is sufficient. And, and that's what God will do. Oftentimes we're asking God to take something away. God said, I've already empowered you to do it. Why would I take it away? My grace is sufficient. I've already given you all the power that you need to overcome what you're facing. You can do it. You can withstand. You can overcome anything. Number four, God's power though will not flow through you freely when you are in the way. This is why you cannot trust in the arm of the flesh. If you want God's power to flow, you got to get out of the way. You have power, God has power. You have ability, God has ability. You have ideas, God has ideas, right? You, you, so, but he has all wisdom. So now the problem is, what are you going to do? You have a body, you have a mind, all of that, and then you have God on the inside. Now, if you choose, if you choose to live your life in your own power, your own ability, your own strength, then God will let you. It's not like God is going to stop you. God has placed all wisdom inside of you. But if you choose to live in your own wisdom, he'll let you, right? You have supernatural power available to you, supernatural wisdom. But if you choose, you think, no, I'm good. I got this. Then God will let you. If you want to do things on your own, if you think you're big, bad, and bold, right? If you want to make your own decisions and live your own life, then God will stand by and watch as you get stressed out. God will stand by and watch as you loosely stumble your way through life. God, will, God is not going to stop you. God is not going to force himself. God will watch as you stress yourself out and you will never experience the fullness of God and the power of his grace until you get out of the way. Until you say, you know what? I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough and I don't need to be. God is living on the inside of me. Number five, when your power runs out and you stop relying on the arm of the flesh, then God's power can kick in and take over. So as humans, we often don't, here's the problem though. A lot of times as humans, we don't call on God. We don't rely on his grace until we do everything that we possibly can on our own. And then, and then when we see that the situation is so bad that we can't do it, then we call on God. Honestly, I, I did that. I did that like everybody's done that. But that's not the will of God. The will of God is, is for you to just be led of the Spirit every day, every aspect of every day, right? Why, why should you run your head into the wall 17 times and then say, okay, now let me call on God? Just call on God from the beginning. There's no need to do that. We shouldn't wait until the situation gets so bad that now I need to call on God. No, you should just be calling on God 24 hours a day. Right. If you shouldn't wait till you are so exhausted that your, your spouse has to say, babe, you need to take a nap. Right. You shouldn't wait till you're so stressed out that your kids have to say, mommy, are you OK? Like, I mean, no, you should not do that. Don't get to that point where you're like, OK, now let me call. No, God's power will kick in when you acknowledge him. OK, but don't wait to acknowledge him. Right. So so you have to acknowledge and realize up front. I just acknowledge it right now. I am not good enough. Let me make a public announcement. I am not good enough to do what God has called me to do. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough education, enough money, enough connections. I don't have any of that. But whatever God has called me to do, he's already graced me to do. And I don't have to do it. It's the father who lives in me. He gives me the words. He performs the work. So where my power runs out, his power kicks in. So instead of me just waiting 
to then call on him. No, I just start with him. I make victory my starting point, not my destination. Victory is my starting point, not my destination. Victory is my starting point because I start with God. I don't start with self and then get tired and then let me call on God. Just start with God. If you do all the work, then God is going to rest. But if you just learn how to enter into God's rest, then God can work through you. So I've done both. Listen, I've, I've been there. I, I've, I've stressed myself out and then called on God. You don't need to live that way. I live the grace life. <laughs> I live in a stress-free environment. Glory to God. I don't need, God is my starting point, not my destination. I don't need to take on any unnecessary negative stress. There's no need to do it. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. Every day. It's the grace of God. Every day when I got when I get up, things are going well. I check stuff. Okay, I check stuff like everybody checks stuff. You know, hey, let me check the you know let me check the stock market. Oh, oh stock market is red. It's, it's a red day. Okay, so what? It's a green day. Okay, so what? My confidence is not in that anyway. God is my source. Oh, let me check this. Let me. Oh, how's this project going? Ooh, it's going good. Cool. Oh, it's not going good. Okay, well, God, what do you want us to do? I'm not going to stress out. There's no need to stress out. God is my starting point, not my destination. When you when you stop relying on yourself. And you're like, okay, Father, what do you want to do? Like, I'm down for whatever, right? I'll do whatever you want me to do, however you want me to do it. Man, it's a whole different way to live. It's the grace life. That's my, I mean, my life is a grace case. And I pray that you get to that point as well. All right, number six, and finally, last thing for today. God's power is only fully manifested in your weakness. If you want God's power to be fully manifested, you got to understand that you have to die to self you got to understand that if there's too much of you in the way, God won't be there. It is in your weakness that God's strength is manifested. You are both human and divine. You're living in two realms at the same time, like I told you. And so you have to decide who you're going to rely on. Supernatural power can flow, but not when you're relying on your power, right? If you choose to do something on your own, your own strength, then, then God will wait. But God's power can only be manifested in your weakness. The key to overcoming anything, like I'm talking about this series is about, you know, withstanding and overcoming all challenges. The key to overcoming, the key to withstanding is just yielding to God. You just got to yield to the Father. The key to winning in situations where, watch this, let me say it this way. The key to winning in situations that, you're, that the world thinks you're supposed to lose is letting God do what you cannot do without him. Let me say that again. God will lead you into a situation where the world expects you to lose. Like you're not supposed to win. And I've been there so many times. No, 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 no. Somebody that looks like you, sounds like you, is where you, you know, where you came from, your education, your experience. Mm -mm. You're not supposed to be able to do these things. <laughs> it's not supposed to happen. Like this is not supposed to happen. Like, like the, the, like the, the earth, the world is not set up for you to succeed. And God is pushing you into a situation where the world expects you to lose. And the key to winning in a situation where the world expects you to lose is you not doing it. Is you saying, okay, now I'm going to let the power of God flow through me. I'm not supposed to win. And so I'm going to win because I'm not the one doing it. It's the father, John 14 and 10, is the father living in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. Listen, Paul, the only way Paul could be shipwrecked, beaten with stones, beaten with rocks, flogged, you know, five times, went through all of this kind of stuff, bitten with a poisonous snake, and he shook it off. He went on four missionary journeys, started churches all over Asia Minor, wrote half the New Testament, and we're still talking about him 2,000 years later. The only way all of that happened is because it wasn't Paul doing it. 
Paul said, it's by the grace of God that I am what I, listen, it's the grace, it's the grace life. It's not me. It's not me. There's no way. You, you can get to the point where you enjoy it. Paul took pleasure in these crazy situations, in seemingly impossible situations. You can take pleasure in these seemingly impossible, oh man, God, you're sending me into this, and yet they expect me to lose, but watch it now. They don't even know what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God, this is going to be good. They expect me to lose, but I know I'm going to win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. And so, so the reason why you get excited about those situations, you take pleasure in it because you know you're not the one doing it. It's the Father living in you. He will give you words. He will perform the work that you could never do without him. So listen, there are times where you are going, if you are led of the Holy Spirit, as I prepare to close, if you're led of the Holy Spirit, there are going to be times where you feel unqualified, unprepared, underprepared, ill-equipped, underfunded, not knowledgeable enough. Like, you know, you're going to feel like everything is against you. Trouble on every side. And they, you're going to be going up against people who have more education, more experience, more money, more connections, more of everything. And in those moments, you got to say, God, if you want, oh my God, this is going to be a great testimony. You want to do this through me? Oh my God. God will give you words. He will perform the work and you can, you will, you will succeed because it's not you doing it. It's the father living through you. That's how Paul did what he did. And, and after all of that, Paul was able to say in second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, boom, I'm made strong. And I actually enjoy all of this stuff. I'm going through stuff. I take pleasure in the pain because it's not me doing it. It's God doing it through me. And so whenever you're facing situations like this, as I close, you should get excited. I get excited because of three things. Number one, I realize, number one, I can't do this on my own and I don't need to. Number two, God will do what I can't do. And number three, since everyone will know that it's not me because the, everything is stacked against me and I'm not supposed to win. So since everyone will know that it's not me because I'm not supposed to win, but I'm still going to win because it's God living through me, God is going to get the glory and it's going to be a great testimony. And that's how I'm supposed to live. There is nothing you can't do when you're not the one that's doing it. Look at me. I know you feel... Un unqualified. You get into the end of the year. You're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? I, you know, th th Some of these, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, stop. There's nothing you can't do when you're not the one who's doing it. If God is doing it and not you, there's nothing you can't do. Now, if you're doing it, there's a bunch of stuff that you can't do. So there's nothing you can't do when you know that you're not the one that is doing it. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, I tell you what, you know, we got one more message in the series. I trust that this series has been a blessing to you. Lift up your voice and say this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for taking the time to teach me about your amazing and undeserved grace. I can identify with the Apostle Paul. There have been many times where I asked you to take something away, something that was bothering me, but instead of taking it away, you gave me the grace to overcome it. So I press on. I know your grace is sufficient and I can do all things because you live in me. Now, you're not going to compete with me though. So if I try to do things on my own, in my own power, ability, and strength, you will stand by and watch me flounder. But I boldly declare that those days are over. I face every challenge head on 
in faith, fully relying on your grace. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. And I don't have to be. Your power is made perfect in my weakness. You give me the words, you perform the work, and you do what I could never do without you. This is why I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, don't you want my notes, right? I mean, the notes are good. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, big red subscribe button at the top right, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I want you to do me a favor. Two things. If this message was a blessing, now if it wasn't, don't, don't say that. But if it was, go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat. I like to read those. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Go live the grace life. I mean, you can do what God has called you to do because you're not the one that has to do it. It is God living in you. He will give you the words and he will perform the work. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Thank you.